0: Hi, this is the Tempter Podcast where we discuss Embedded Linux, IoT, and other things we find interesting. Your hosts today are Kim, Kim Raj and Cliff Great. Hi, Kim. How are you doing today? Hey, Cliff. I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. So I want to start with two scenarios and ask, which of, which of these do you find more inspiring? The first is a stagnant pond covered in algae on a hot summer day. And then the second scenario is a fast-flowing mountain stream. So Kim, what are we talking about today? <laughs> so we are talking about
1: why you should share your work early and often, and that really fits into you know the uh, scenarios you you presented. And it's a good analogy, and um, you know you do development, and there are two scenarios where you do everything in private and then, you know, you basically um, don't share it with any of your users or, you know, collaborators or others. And then you give a significant body of work, get done, and then that's the time you share it with others, integrate, you know, other kind of activities, start. And the, the second approach is that you basically start early when even you haven't written a single line of code, maybe. And a lot of times people might think that, you know, this applies to open source, but I want to be clear that this is a philosophy for development that that's, that should work across all kind of developer workflows, whether open source or, you know, behind the firewalls or any, any process, any workflow not only software.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that that's an excellent point. So what we're talking about any any team doing development, it could be inside of a company and and this is based on our experiences, you know, working on many different teams over the years. And and also mm-hmm. the things we've learned in open source projects, we we feel there's there's some good lessons there and, and we we've tried to take those to to all of the projects we work on really. So why should we do this? Why should we share early and often?
1: Yeah. um, So it has quite a few positives. um, Given that, you know, you also take care of the guardrails that you have to put through. Um, You know, obviously, you may be in a situation where you cannot share because of, um, you know, your um, constraints that you might have with technology and design and everything, but um, given all that is, is, is sorted out, um, the, the early sharing is all about that you put out your idea, maybe, you know, as a uh, suggestion or as a email or, you know, whatever you start formulating uh, that into a, a bigger idea and implementation. What it does is it basically gets eyes of interested folks, you know, who are basically, um, you know, either the consumers of this eventually or developers maybe who will collaborate with you. They basically um, get involved very early on and um, and it basically is also uh, giving if a seat at the table for someone who would be a consumer of this later on. And they feel like they can have their say at very early on when this is being put together. Uh, What this does is it builds trust. Uh, It builds trust because everybody can contribute to it. And uh, the fact that there is a close knit um, loop that develops as feedback, um, you, you start building this trust between your end users or the collaborators that uh, will come on to your project.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 really important for stakeholders to know that stuff's happening cuz one of the worst scenarios on a on a development team is where stuff just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And that happens way too often. So th- there's there's many reasons why this 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 philosophy or this culture works and um one, one thing i feel it does is it injects energy into the team and that's why i compare it mm-hmm. to a fast flowing mountain stream so people are doing work and it's continually being put into the stream and a stream is flowing by everybody that's involved in the project everybody can see what's happening and mo- most of this is just a cursory glance at, at the stream and they're not looking into the details, but they're seeing stuff go by, and occasionally someone may say, "Oh, that looks interesting. I wanna, I wanna dig into that more." So they'll look at a pull request, or have a conversation, whatever. But everything's transparent, and this um, this flow of work, when when you see things happening, it, it, it's it's uh, it injects energy into the team. It's it's a contagious you know, it's like, um, you, you know, it just really helps to see other things get done. You you feel like you're not alone, and um, mm. it's 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 a good feeling, you know. And it, it, it's really how we work as humans. We're collaborative by nature. Yeah. So
1: one of the advantages we have is we basically um, can spread the knowledge as well, because most of the time. A lot of people will subscribe to it in a read-only mode which means that they are watching that stream flow by and they're learning your technologies
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah and, it's a good way to share knowledge and and help people learn what you're doing
1: and uh, and I think the other aspects of the you talked about energy is because you know I I do see this that you are establishing a channel uh, for communications and energy flows through various channels of communication whether it is verbal um, or written or um, any of those uh, avenues for you to interact with other human beings and definitely um, it acts uh, it creates that infrastructure for that uh, where you know your uh, energy can flow uh, between your team members or uh, between your users and your community and overall um, it can be like you know the um second and third year level users of your project as they see how your project is coming along
0: yes yeah very good so one, one uh, another advantage of, of this methodology i feel is is a reduced need for status meetings mm. and you know one reason some teams hold status meetings is just accountability you know every week we check up and make sure things are getting done but if yeah. if the work is in the stream and there's nothing in the stream then you know work's not getting done. Yeah. It, and I I often tell people if I don't see commits coming into git then I I question is stuff getting done. Mhm. So e- even if you're just thinking about things you can write down some some notes and and commit them so there's you know it doesn't have to be code or or design files it can be be anything really.
1: Yeah yeah absolutely i think you know um a lot of a lot of the um the updates and status you know those are uh required for collaboration a lot of times we might have a, a collaborator who is waiting on something um to get done and you know you really don't have to have a meeting saying that i'll be done next week or next monday or If you develop that communication where they watch out for, and you push it out, um, then they, then yeah, you reduce the need for having all these status meetings. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, as as we think about this, do you have any tips for for how to for for doing this work in this type of way?
1: Yeah, I think um, you know, I'm sure that. You know, you and I and perhaps others who have done uh, stuff in Open as well as in closed source, uh, we have, you know, some of the best practices done in their own ways. But, um, you know, we'll share a few of them here and where maybe, you know, others will have more tips as well. So please do feel uh, free to share them with us. And um, um what I would say is, I'll just take a simple example of an open source project and I think just to explain, um, you know, you started it on uh, some something like GitLab or GitHub um, or one of those collaborative infrastructures. Um, what you do is you basically um, start communicating to the, through that system. So what that means is Um, When you do a change, you follow a process where you basically send a pull request, and that's not only valid for a new project that you are starting. It could also be uh, on a seasoned project where you have undertaken a significant feature implementation or something like that. Um, So what it does is, you know, you could basically start uh, a pull request, right, and um, if it is a long-standing feature. You could keep updating the pull request, which means that, okay, this week you did four things and that resulted in four commits, and then next week you did another four, it became eight. Um, And then eventually you might want to test it all atomically and then uh, send a uh, work-in-progress pull request to become your final pull request. And these tools allow you all that kind of stuff. Uh, What happens is a lot of people, they will subscribe to you know notifications of pull requests and things like that so when you push those updates they get notified and um, if you know as we mentioned earlier if someone is uh, interested and then they figure out oh this is something i should take a deeper look they have an option to come back and maybe review uh you know your pull request uh, and provide feedback if they feel like Uh, Or at least they will get notified that, oh, this is done, this is done, right? So it's basically to that uh, status meeting um, aspect of it. Um, And um, the other aspect could be, you know, that if you're working on a shared model where, you know, you're not working in this fork model, fork model like GitHub, you can have a collaborative branch, um, you know, on your repository where you are basically Uh, implementing this um, you know as you go and maybe you can accept contributions from others if there are multiple team members and then uh, you go to a certain distance with the feature and then once it's done then you would be able to send a merge request for that branch. Mm -hmm. The good thing that I do is you know, if you kind of like logically separate into a chain set, that helps a lot, if it is a bigger ticket item, right? Um, So chain sets are like collection of commits that you put together and you say, okay, you know, and now have implemented the updater for MXA platform, right? So that's a single um, kind of a large logically contained feature, but underneath it might have, you know, 20 commits and things like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pull requests uh, are a great way to group uh, commits together into one mm -hmm. feature or, you know, you know, it's just a really nice mechanism. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll throw in one other thing. A lot of systems like GitHub or Mm Gitia, they don't email people on commits unless it's in a pull request. So if, if you want to send out notifications that commits are happening, the first thing you want to do is open a pull request and then start adding commits. Yeah. Um, if you don't want people to get notified, then you can do a, a bunch of commits and then open the pull request, but just be aware that notifications aren't happening. So nothing yeah. nothing's flowing in the stream.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. And you know, I would even suggest that even if you are a one-man or one-person team, uh, still follow the process that we just discussed. Mm-hmm. Even if you are the the author and the approver and the committer, um, still create the commit, push it, create a pull request, uh, and then review it, um, and and then submit it. Um, sure, that's your best way to communicate not only to yourself but also to others who would be potentially in future interacting with your uh, project, and Keep in mind that you're also creating a trail for the project, how you came to this point. So when, you know, you look back and it's a very valuable information that you're collecting over uh, a period of time when the project is progressing. So it's um, in Git sense, it's called history, Git history, but it's basically a trail of, you know, how you developed um, to this point in the, in the project.
0: Yeah, that's that's an excellent point because your commit messages are really documentation in a sense. They're writing. Mm-hmm. And if you commit often, you're writing often about what you're doing and that helps you think. So a lot of this we may may think about is is uh, a benefit for others on the team or the stakeholders, but really it's mm-hmm. it's primarily a benefit for ourselves, you know, yeah. if, if we if we organize our work if we write about it if we group it into you know groups of of work that that just helps us and and even for a team of one on an open source project there's huge advantages to to following yep. the same methodology and yeah I, I certainly do that
1: yeah yeah and and i think a lot of times you know we get Um, this notion of that, you know, we end up, we start coding. And I think that, you know, I and this is a reinforcement for myself as well, that, you know, you should start by very uh, strong thoughts around documenting your work. Um, And, you know, um, Git or any maybe, you know, modern source code management system provide an excellent way to describe you know through your git commit history and and document the chain sets Uh, but it's also important that you know that you start with a a documentation system that is alongside with your project Uh, because anybody that you know you're sharing your work with there are different kind of people who will interact with it right and some of them might be the end users who do not understand or don't want to look into the code but they want to look at the apis or perhaps how it interacts with the inputs and what the outputs are and so so i i think document enough right document enough um you know have a very strong documentation system uh, in place
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a great point you know even before we're ready to write code we can be committing notes and documentation mm-hmm. into the stream and that's Again, um, we we do our best thinking when we're writing, so that's that's just a good disciplined way to, to start your project. Mm-hmm. And then, as, as as you mentioned, Kim, throughout the project, just continue to do documentation. Lead your work with documentation, mm-hmm. and then then that stuff in the stream it's it's clear, it's clear information on what's happening. And then the beauty of all this is, when you're done, the documentation's already done. It's it's not some dreaded task that you have to do after the fact. Oh, now we've yeah. got to go document document this stuff, you know. And that's that's a horrible job. But if you do it yeah. as you go, it's 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 fun, and it's yeah. energizing.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also good to keep documentation also under the same set of rules, so to speak. You know, treat your documentation like code. Yeah, close, um,
0: close to the code. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and as you commit a new feature or you design a new feature, you also kind of make it a practice to uh, update your documentation alongside because it's just sitting next to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you can make that as part of the same chain set that you're going to propose in your pull request. Yes. Now, what happens is you have a documentation that is reflecting exactly what is in your code of that day so and because it is versioned at that point you can go back anywhere and the documentation will be relevant uh, for that particular day mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's uh, we can't stress that enough the further your documentation is away from your code you know the, mm-hmm. the worse it's going to be and the more likely it'll be abandoned yeah
1: and i think for sharing often and sharing early this is even more critical in my mind because you know, you will start off with a readme, right? And um, that readme has to be crisp. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so you basically, um, you know, lay out your motivation, your scope, your goals, you know, and things like that for the project. It's kind of like you're laying out the foundation. Um, And um, if you don't do that, then, you know, people would be deciphering your code, reading through the code and trying to understand the, overall goal of the projects and and you know how they can fit in their contributions and um, and and so in order for you to share it effectively um, it becomes quite a handy
0: uh, tool yes yes so you know not everybody works this way and you know some Mm -hmm. of it just may be our our nature you know we're all different yeah so there's some some objections you know we might raise to this this type of work sure and and i should say up front you know there there are times to go off by yourself and and do focused uninterrupted research and you know deep thinking so i'm not advocating this is the perfect scenario for for every type of work you know great things have coming out come out of people going off and you know Mm -hmm. shutting off all distractions and and coming up with very innovative and new things but in, in general if there's a team involved you know that's that's the type of scenario we're, we're talking about where where collaboration has to happen so some people might say well my code's not perfect I, I don't want to share it until it's till I'm finished with it so what, what do you what's what's your response to that Kim
1: I think you have to understand your vantage point from where is this um, coming from? Right. And um, I always say that no code is perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and it's good that you you hold yourself to higher standards and that's a good sign. Um, and I'm sure that you will improve upon always, because, you know, you have the right mindset. I would very I would be worried about a person who is saying this is a perfect piece of code. Go use it. Right. Sure. Uh, you have closed the doors. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so no, yes, that's a perfect uh, validation, saying that my code is not perfect. Yes, uh, and that's a very common uh, use or common case. Uh, however, um, what you have to look into is that no code is perfect, and uh, maybe. You have to look a little bit into why of why you think that your code is not perfect.
0: Yes, or that you will ever reach perfection. You you know, Mm -hmm. in these complex systems, they tend to live a long time, and we tend to make modifications over a very long time. So it's it's um, pretty much everything we do is a work in progress, including ourselves. So yeah,
1: yeah, and. And I think it, you know, you, another way to think about this is that okay, this is the best right now, um, and it is in something I can share. And there could be somebody else in the you know in the larger community for my project who may say, oh, I can build upon this idea uh, to even do it way better. I can't give you you know a number of examples from my own life where this has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, where I put out something and then it was improved by others, by leaps and bounds. Um, and that ended up me learning something, that ended up, you know, the project getting something started and and, um, and getting better over a period of time. So I think, you know, uh, if your code is not perfect, that's a true statement um, and i really appreciate you for that but it doesn't mean that you know you should not share it
0: right and it's really a sign of maturity and and um confidence you know it's people that are confident in their abilities are not willing to are are very willing to share what they do early Mm -hmm. because you know it may not be perfect but i'm confident that i I've, I've done the best i can mm-hmm. at this point in time like you said and mm-hmm. it's going it's going to get better this is this is a starting point so
1: yeah 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 absolutely
0: so another one is is people feel like they don't want to bother other people and that, you know and again that's a noble thought yeah but what 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 are your thoughts about that kim
1: um i don't think that you're bothering uh people by you know your code because everybody in this world you know they have their own daily schedules and if they don't want it i assume that they will not look at
0: it Mm -hmm. so Yeah, we don't have to walk to the stream and and look at it. It's it's there if we want to but we're nobody's forcing us to yeah Mm -hmm.
1: So don't think that by doing this you're bothering anyone in fact you are not
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, and when you consider all the advantages, you know, I think any Any thought like that is probably fairly insignificant you mm-hmm. you you know the the potential to bother somebody is that negative is fairly insignificant compared to all the advantages mhm and th- again this this type of workflow is done in such a way where it's it's not in your face i need an answer like an email mm-hmm. like when somebody sends you a direct email i did this you feel like you need to read it because it was sent directly to you or if you're called into a meeting you know you 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 are you you know and you're there you're you're definitely interrupted but you know a lot of times i'll i'll filter notifications like this into a special folder in my email so they're not coming into my inbox they're just streaming into a folder for a project and then i'll just go look at that folder occasionally and process it so again this type of flow when you send send information through a Like github or Gitia or, or trello or some system like that it, it really channels The stream of information into its own channel And out of your your inbox so that you can process it in an optimal way Absolutely correct. Yes Okay, so another objection might be You know, this is this is throwaway work or experiments And it's going to get redone anyway, so I'm not going to push this into the stream.
1: Yeah, so um, you know I have a little different opinion about it. No work is a throwaway work, and you know the testimony for that fact is you know the invention of Git. Um, The reason people didn't commit often you know in the past and you know they basically scm systems were uh, friction for them because you know um they were not light i mean on commits and all it was a special event um git came along where it basically became this distributed system uh for managing the source code and you know branching became easy You know, the the structure of your repository is very tree structure-like. At this point, when I'm working through iterations, you know, I push that as a branch, like, you know, work in progress one, work in progress two, work in progress three. Mm -hmm. And, okay, I might delete it, right? But um, I might still keep it because, you know, what if work in progress three is worse after after a while, because you know some testing reveals something, and I have to uh, track back, right? Then I might say, hey, you know, let me try the same case with my earlier attempt, or you know, the one that was done earlier than that. So, um, so yeah, I think we 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 are tinkering all the time. We are everything is an experimental work. Sure. Yeah. And then it turns into a product or into a pull request.
0: Yeah, we never know what's going to stick, and mm-hmm. experiments are learning. So anytime we're learning, we definitely want to share what we're learning with with other people. And I I feel that experiments are are perfectly good information and very valid information to share share with mm-hmm. your team.
1: Yeah, I think what will be important is, or one thing I could say is, you could,
0: um, you could do something
1: like you know, you create a pull request and mark it work in progress.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's your way of
1: communicating to someone on the other side who's interested in looking at that, that, uh, hey, you know, this is something still works. You know, this is probably version one. I might come up with a version two soon. Um, and so they take a look at that
0: from that perspective. Sure. And yeah, just, just mark it exactly what it is. Yeah, Exactly. So, mm-hmm.
1: but but I would think that find tools to communicate exactly what you want to communicate they should not hold you off um, from, from sharing the work yes. if you are intending in, in this workflow
0: right so some people are, are fairly private by nature and, yeah. and again I, I, I want to respect that yeah. and they're not comfortable showing their work or, or sharing it Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and i i agree with you i think i respect that as well and you know it is a fact i think you know at one big large company it was kind of um uh, you know when you try to kind of say you know hey everybody does everything in open and then a lot of people kind of were shy of that you know and that has to be uh respected because um it's you know their way of working at that point, and uh, we at least are not in in mistake here where we say this is the only way mm-hmm. that you can do right. So it is one of many different ways to do things. Yeah. And if you're uncomfortable with this, then yes, you know we completely support and understand that you are basically. Um, going to do it differently and that'll be as good as well. Sure.
0: And I think in these types of environments, um sometimes it's it's hard to communicate, especially asynchronously in writing, our mm. our feelings. So we, we may interpret feedback as criticism or harsh. Yeah. And you know we've seen this on many open source mailing lists where somebody just seems like a very harsh guy, but when you meet him in person, he's, he's a really nice person. Mm. So it, it's important as we interact that we we try to accurately convey our our emotions and try to be nice and kind and encourage people. Because, you know, if we aren't careful, if we're, if we're blunt or or whatever, then, then people that are a little more sensitive may withdraw and, and be less likely mm. to, to contribute. Yeah. But I would say on the other side, if we are a sensitive person, um, you know, one way to get better is practice. So if we, <laughs> you know, if we practice sharing and we practice dealing with feedback and learn how to take it, you, you know, we'll probably only get better at this if we, if we practice it. And, and that involves often some discomfort.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think at times um, this is kind of my personal um, experience: is um, when you give it out there, you know, you basically distance yourself from that. You know, it is a product you don't identify with, and um, and that also is keeps you objective. You know, at times you really need that as well because you know at times it happens because it is your cognitive work you get. A little biased towards that as well. So
0: Yeah, we have to not be too emotionally <laughs> wrapped up in in, in yeah. our work. You know, it's yeah. And it's uh and and, yeah. and be humble enough to when somebody suggests yeah. a different way to do it. We're we're thankful and humble and mm-hmm. and uh, appreciative of feedback. Feedback is a gift. And yes. and even if it's not justified or it's wrong, it's still a gift. You know yeah we need to learn to treat it that way yeah as humans yeah. that's hard
1: <laughs> yeah true I agree I think you know because you put a lot of effort your you know cognitive skills at work and I'm sure you put a lot of effort in in coming up with this that you shared and then yeah it's it's obviously you know sometimes it can be off-putting if um uh, you know the the Uh, the feedback isn't uh, up to the mark or you know um, but think it this way like you know if you were not to do it then you'll have zero feedback anyway Mm -hmm. so you know so if you don't get any feedback that's as good as it would be you know so um, I I just look it from that perspective sure
0: so yeah that's that's uh some of our thoughts. Do you have any other, uh, anything else you want to share on this topic, Cam?
1: Yeah, I think um, um, this is something that, you know, when you start thinking about it, it might sound a little bit uh, unfamiliar, but uh, when you like really think about it deeply, you know, you find that um, you know, it is a way of working uh, where you do exactly similar things. It's just that the timings of them will be different. uh, You know, and uh, in the end, you would achieve a very similar goal, but in a very incremental fashion. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, one thought I heard recently was that velocity is necessary for innovation. Yeah. And I feel that's important on teams, that, that there's good velocity. Yeah. And I feel that this, this is one way to achieve velocity. I'm sure there's others, but it's not yeah. one I'm familiar with.
1: Very well said.
0: Well, thanks for listening, and thanks, Kim, for, for sharing your thoughts. You. And uh, if you have any feedback, please reach out to us or share it with others. And we appreciate you listening. Till next time, thank you. Thank you.